And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9.6. Therefore, it stands to reason that Jesus may know something about peace. He knows what it takes for there to be peace from nation to nation. He knows what it takes for there to be peace inside a country. He knows what is required for there to be peace between a family. And he knows what is needed for there to be peace with God. He knows what it takes for there to be peace within ourselves. The last one is kind of important, just like the one before it, right? Next, mean, mean Dave. Talking about grace and mercy is cool. Talking about sin and wrath, that's not cool. Here's my response. Tough. It's not the responsibility of every Christian to help everyone feel groovy all the time. 2 Timothy 4.3 states, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Ouch. And if we turn our backs on God, we can expect a pretty specific and heavy whack to the head from the divine two-by-four. And finally, every temple has pillars as a part of the building. This is true from the first temple designed by Moses to the temple in the New Jerusalem. It's also true for the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is you and me. Pillars give structural support. Here are some amazing gracelets regarding the pillars in our lives. They have names. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oy vey, So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. That's pretty easy. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Yeah, that's not too complex. You can also call us at the same time during live, during the show, 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. That's nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. But something cool happens when you do that, because when you call, you end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. I love it. That just sounds so good. That's really smooth, too. Great job on that one. By the way, when you do talk to D, 
dynamite, D. It's like getting a year's worth of root beer floats for free. Well, that's pretty good. I'll take that all day long. Here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got a praise report. Maybe you've got a prayer request. We're going to keep remembering our brother Al, who's going through a tremendous trial. We're not going to stop praying for him because we don't stop carrying one another's burdens, and you don't just carry a burden for a minute. You carry it. You see, you carry You take it with you. You bring it up before the Lord, and you say, help. That's what we're asking the Lord to do for our brother. Help him. If you don't know what we're talking about, just listen to the show. You'll catch on fast enough. The all other part of that is maybe you've got a praise report. Maybe you got something you want to share. It's like, you know what? The Lord has been doing this, and I think that this is going on. I'm really liking this, or I'm really learning about this. That's great. We want you to be able to share that. What we don't want to do is just call and kvetch. And you think, Why? Well, the reason we don't want to call and kvetch is pretty straightforward because kvetching is like complaining, and complaining is not praising, and not praising is complaining, and complaining is sinning, and the kvetching is stepping into sinning. It's like, don't do that. Let's do things that are right before the Lord. Let's live our lives in a way that is right before the Lord, and let's honor him and acknowledge him. And in the meantime, we'll follow Hebrews 3.23 and Hebrews 10.20, or Hebrews 3.25 and Hebrews 10.25, which talk about strengthening one another and empowering one another and encouraging one another as we see the day of the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. So we'll do that. How about them apples? So if you want to reach out to us, you can. By the way, you can also, uh, just let me say, you can also do trivia. Do you know that? You can do trivia? Oh, yeah, here we go. Here's trivia. Uh, Who were told of the birth of Jesus by a huge number of angels? Who were told, it's kind of a weird way to say it, who were told of the birth of Jesus by a huge number of angels? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So I want to give everybody an update, make sure everybody knows what's going on. We're going to continue to pray for our audience, praying for healing, and that's what we should be praying for one another, for physical healing, spiritual healing, emotional healing. Some people really need a touch from God deep on the inside, so I'm just asking you to help in that capacity. So I did tell the Lord something, and I want to share it with you and just kind of get your feedback. Well, you'll understand what I'm I'm bringing it up. So I told the Lord, you know, Lord, I hate asking the audience for help. (laughs) Is that, that, I know, I mean, it's not that I, I don't like to ask you guys for help, but I don't like to ask you to help for help like sounding needy kind of thing. And then the Lord kind of reminded me about Jesus when he was uh, in Matthew, uh, I think it's 27, when he was at the Garden of Gethsemane. He was mad with the disciples, uh, not that they were, they were going to pray for him, but they were supposed to pray with him. And it was kind of like, he said, could you not stand one hour with me? Could you? And actually he says in one version, can you not watch one hour with me? And so me not wanting help, that's pride. It's just arrogance. And and so I acknowledge that. So sometimes I need your help. And so sometimes you guys need to pray for me. I need some real serious wisdom from the Lord on some of the things that, that he wants me to do. And I, I'm hearing more and more, but not hearing clear enough. So that's my response. So think of it in those terms. Okay. All right. I want to go to this DDD, and I want to talk to you about peace. Okay? Peace, right? Everybody walks around. So back in the 70s, everybody had their fingers out. They'd go peace, and they had tie-dye shirts, and they had, you know, sandals on, whatever the case might be. I want you to think of what Jesus said in John 14, 27. 
Here's what he said. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. So Jesus makes this commitment to the disciples of which is in holy writ, which is superbly important. Okay? And the, the bottom line in that process is Jesus wants people to be free from the things that trouble our hearts and that make us afraid. I was talking to my brother. It wasn't that long ago. And I, we just kept, kept hammering that every time we're afraid, if you just think about fear in its own, its own way, it's something that is yet to come, something that's coming. Okay, you're not afraid of the past. The past already happened. You're afraid of what's going to happen because of the past. That's different, but that still has to do with the future. So what I'm pointing out is that there's this peace that Jesus wants to give us, and this peace comes from Jesus. It's not the world's peace, and the, the truth of the matter is that the world doesn't have a genuine peace. So the peace that we've made up, just so you can know, is we medicate. That's the peace of the world. The world has created a various asunder ways for us to medicate so we can find some kind of peace. And you think, well, why is that? It's because everybody wants it. That's why everybody wants everybody wants it to be calm between the left and right ear. Everybody wants to be at peace and favorable in the Lord. And the world's peace, what what it does is it offers a peace that has a, that has a price with it that will cost you. It will cost your soul. It will cost your body. It will cost your mind. It will cost your very being. But Jesus has a peace that is from above that is completely different. The peace of the world, listen to this statement, listen to this. The peace of the world is short-lived and full of scars. Oh, see, that's so big. Oh, writer, 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 right? Is that great? That's great writing. The peace of the world is short-lived and full of scars. The peace that comes from Jesus has no bad side effects. And Jesus, in, in Isaiah 9, 6, he's called the, the, the Prince of Peace. Jesus knows more about granting peace than we can, that our, our minds can even wrap around. When the storms were going crazy and they were in the boat, when the wind was howling and the waves were bashing against the, 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 the boat, Jesus brought the peace of God into the situation, and the winds died down, and the waves became still, and there was a calm. That's what Jesus brings. He drives out the fear, and he brings the calm. Listen to what he's now hearing all that. Let's go back and listen to what Jesus said in John 14, 27. Peace I live with you. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Let them not be afraid. We can have freedom from troubled and fearful hearts because of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Okay? All right. The answer to the trivia question, who uh, who were told that the birth of Jesus, about the birth of Jesus by a huge number of angels? And the answer is the shepherds. Notice they didn't go to the leaders of the world. They went to the servants of the world first. Hmm. 
Interesting, isn't it? Okay. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? You fix your eyes on Jesus. You see with God. When Peter went out of that boat and stepped on that water, there is no natural principle in the world, in, in, in any normal universe, that would allow Peter to walk on water. But he did one thing well. He looked at Jesus, and as he was looking at Jesus, the Bible says he walked on the water. He looked at his situation just focusing at Jesus. Then he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he saw the winds and the waves, and he sank. He lost the correct attitude when he stopped seeing with Jesus in the picture. Whatever you see, whatever you face, whatever you encounter, do not see it or face it in the natural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything you see, you must insert the picture of Jesus. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I am getting ready to blow your minds. Okay, I just want you guys to get ready. You're thinking, oh, radio, oh, he's going to blow our minds. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? First of all, I'm going to repeat my joke from earlier because I think it's funny. 
What did the magician say to the fish? Pick a card, any card. I can't believe you guys don't think that's funny. That's funny. Number two, I'm going to wait on the humorous part because it is so good. could be one of the funniest humorous things we've ever done. We're going to wait on that. Number three, I've got a trivia question. And number four, before we do the trivia question, I want you to know, and you listen very carefully to what I'm going to say, that I just got word from Don, who's the owner of the station, and he is offering tickets to the football game, the SMU football game against Navy, that is this Friday night. So listen to what I'm saying, because this is all very, very specific, okay? There is a football game on Friday, SMU against Navy. It's a home game. You will get two tickets plus parking passes, okay? But, okay, but... You need to have a phone number that we can send the text information to. So, unfortunately, if you don't receive texts, you can't you can't do it. Okay, I'm just telling you right now, you can't, don't get mad at me. I'm not the one who set it up. I didn't create this system. Actually, they're trying it for the first time ever. So, if you want to get tickets, two tickets to the SMU Navy game, and you want two parking passes. We need to get it done in the next 45 minutes. That's it. That's all wow. there is. I know. <laughs> wow. All I can say is wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. All I can say is wow. That's right. That's what we said. So if you want the tickets, and you'll have this window. That's all I'm telling you. I can't do anything more than this, okay? Then you have to... Call the station or call the our number here. The what is our number? Our 972-445-0770. And you have to say hi kid dynamite. If you say hi kid dynamite, you will get two tickets plus two parking passes to the SMU Navy game this Friday, no cost. Okay, but you got to have a phone. Don't get mad at me. Don has this system, and uh, it's I can't do anything about that system. It's like they got a new system where you have a phone, and they text you the information. And so uh, I'm going to tell uh, – and this is how we're going to give away tickets the rest of the year. So don't get mad at me. Don't get mad. I'm not the one who did this. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then additionally, uh, we need to make sure that we get their full name and spelling. So I'm saying that out loud so that our brother knows to get their full first and last name. Okay. Do we have somebody that is doing that? Then there you go. Isn't that cool, though? There's nothing wrong with that. Imagine if those were free tickets to fly around the world. I wouldn't think of it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I still wouldn't take them. All right, so uh, bottom line, we're going to get that done. I'll get that information off, and, and we'll do that. Now, in the meantime, okay, while we're doing that, I think we will take advantage of our time and get you uh, prepared for some of the things that are up and coming. One, I want us to pray for Al. And we prayed earlier, and I want us to pray again. I know you guys are like, no, but we're going to pray again because we want to carry this burden with him. Al called up, really touched, really hurting. His wife is not doing well. She's got to go to the hospital. He's had a very frustrating time with her, and he's trying to really stand in there and be a good husband. But you know, get, it, it also gets difficult when things get frustrating. So we're going to pray again for Al. So just if you're just joining or if you've joined us before, you stick with us. If you're just joining, hang in there, 
and just pray with us. Just join your faith with mine. We're going to pray for our brother again, okay? Father, we come before you right now. We thank you for Al. We just love him. He's a great brother. He's brought joy to the show and joy to the people. He calls with, uh, sometimes he, he texts in the funniest answers that I've ever seen. And he's a brother. And I am just asking you to lift up our brother. Lift him up and give him courage and strength. And don't let him be overcome by discouragement. Sometimes, Lord, discouragement is just a big enemy. It really beats us down. And we just ask you to pour in grace into his heart, mercy into his heart, and grace and mercy and miracles into his situation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. All right. So what we'll do is uh, we've got, uh, and I want you to keep praying for Al until we get updates and so on and so forth. Because this is a part of carrying the burden. Carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And that's in Galatians 6. So if you're looking for a place for a reference, that's where it is. All right. We'll do our trivia question after, we'll do our history after, and then we'll do our uh, funny stuff after. In the meantime, I want to do this teaching, which I think is really kind of a fascinating teaching. I'm going to take some liberty here, so don't be mad uh, in the context of this is not the overall context of what this is, but this is called Temple Then, Temple Now, okay? We'll just check with Dynamite D, make sure all's good, all's good. All good. We're all great. Okay, so I'm going to do this teaching, and uh, then we'll do our trivia in the next segment. We'll do our history in the next segment, stuff like that. But listen to this. Temple then, temple now. And I was reading this, and you guys know I read I'm like four different places in my devotions out of three different Bibles <laughs> every day for 24 years and nine months, 10 months, and it's pretty. It's going pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty confident about the 25-year mark. Anyway— 2 Chronicles 3, 15 through 17 says this. In front of the temple, he made two pillars, each 27 feet high. The capital on top of each one was seven and a half feet high. He made a chain work in the inner sanctuary and also put it on top of the pillars. He made a hundred pomegranates and fastened them into the chain work. That's fascinating. Then he set up the pillars in front of the sanctuary, one on the right and one on the left. Listen to this. He named the one on the right Jakin and the one on the left Boaz. Now, I'm going to show you something that you need to understand. Okay? This is the temple in 2 Chronicles. Okay? This is temple is made in copy of the temple that Moses was told to make. This is the temple that they tried to illustrate. This is the temple that's the forerunner of the eternal temple. This is the temple where the presence of God exists. Hey, here's amazing, amazing, amazing thought. You know where else the temple of God exists? You. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right? So not only is this a forerunner of what will be in the heavenlies, according to Revelation, it's also a witness to what we are now. And you think, well, where are you going with this? Why are you, how are you doing all this application? What are you doing? Because the purpose of pillars are often for structural support. And these two pillars have names. And these two pillars are a part of your structural support as a Christian. You see, they're going to be structurally supporting in, in the heavenlies, but they're also a current structure of support for you and for me. And you're thinking, okay, this is good. This, this is good, right? So Jakin, Jakin means he will establish, which means that God will make 
foundational. And this is one of the things that you and I need to recognize about us as Christians, that God is making you foundational. You don't just grow upwards towards Christ. You also grow downwards with roots so that you can be firmly planted. So that when the winds come and the waves come and the different things come, you do not move. And it is God that does the establishment. You can come up with all the, all the gizmos in the world. You can come up with all the tricks in the world. Only God can establish somebody to endure forever. That's what he's doing. That's part of your structure. That's the name of your king. Now, Boaz means strength is in him. You can't, there's no way to get around this one. So the other part of that structure of pillar in your Christian walk is that your strength is in him. You know where your strength is not? In you. <laughs> it's not that you have no strength. Let me say it this way. You have no strength of your own. How about that? All the strength that we have comes from the Lord. Every prevailing moment comes from him. So it's the same in, in, in anywhere, in any capacity, any temple. The temples are established by Jekin and Boaz, by the, the Lord being the one to, to put the foundation in and the Lord being the one to strength. Our pillars is he establishes us and our strength is in him. I think I've read somewhere I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> so wait, so Philippians 4.13 then has this connection to the pillars. Yes. <laughs> just like, well, okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's just one of those, wow, that's a fly-by-night thing that's really cool. And the reason it's important is because you are the temple of God. And yeah, I know that, that there are times you do things you shouldn't do, say things you shouldn't say. Yeah, get in line. I mean, who's not, who's not in that line, right? But then you come before the Lord, you humble yourself, you ask for help, you ask for grace, you ask for mercy. You know you're eternally saved, but you have to make it right before the Lord. We need healing from our sins. So it's like, okay, help us. And he does. And he establishes you and he strengthens you. He, he both establishes you so that you are steadfast, and he pours his strength into you so that you can do whatever is set before you. Just think of this as this temple that Moses had identity to and had information of, the temple that they were building in the time of Solomon, the temple that's declared in, in the new Jerusalem, and your life, the eternal temple. Now recognize that God is the one that builds the pillars, that gives you the structural support. And then you get to go, amen, because <laughs> that's the best thing you could ever say. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right there on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. 
By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What can you do? Well, you, you recognize as your brother that just hearing you say that I hoodwinked you is, of course, satisfaction for me alone. So it's not like I need something beyond that. I think that works for me. And it's on the air and it's recorded. Back to the dust with thee. The David Spoon Experience. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your big trivia question, okay? This is such a good one. Uh, although we should maybe, do we have the the warning sound that we can play? Go ahead and play that. I think that's <laughs> He didn't really need to play it. I just wanted to hear it. Um, according to Matthew, how many times did an angel appear to Joseph? Now, before you start looking it up in Matthew, I will give you this one hint that will help you. It is the same answer for how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Now let's see if he can give me the answer. <laughs> see, everybody who is 50 or older going, I know that. <laughs> I know that. How many how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to leave that there. 
<laughs> so you guys should really know this. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, according to Matthew, how many times did the angel appear to Joseph? And uh, if you think you know, good job, Jenny. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Let's see. What's the other thing you get to do? You get to send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Uh, the last thing we're going to do is, we're all, like we always do, we're going to send you up to the website, okay? Because we send you up to the website in blah, 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 blah. If you can give, great. That's where we need the help. Let's go to the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemusincrease.org. Hemusincrease.org. That's obviously somebody eating popcorn. I, I don't know how it could be anything else. Uh, somebody is ready to answer the trivia question, and so we want to send him on through. This is legendary. <laughs> Just want to say that. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Go Navy, beat Army, and SMU. <laughs> Will Rogers. Will Rogers. How are you, man? How are you doing? I'm great. Hope you're better. I'm better today than I was yesterday, and I look forward to being better tomorrow than I am today. How about that? So, yes, yes sir. sir. All right. Now, this is a great question because I did give a pretty good hint, okay? I, I think the hint was pretty good, uh, but I think people should know this. According to Matthew, how many times did the angel appear to Joseph, and we use the hint, uh, as many licks as it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? So what is the answer? Well, let's see. Uh, the angel told him to take Mary as his wife. The angel told him to go to Egypt. The angel told him to go back. So I'd say three. That is correct, sir! You are right! <laughs> and in lieu of that hint, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? One, lick, two, lick, three. <laughs> exactly. That's why that was such a good one. I mean, I just thought people would get that. Excellent job, my brother. Very, very good work. Yes, sir. All right, my brother. Keep us in prayer. We're going to keep you praying for you. Anything we can be praying for you about? Is there something we can pray for you about? Uh, just the way life is. Ah, I love it. I love it. Just to be satisfied with the satisfaction that's going on. Yeah. Exactly. Deal with the things that are not so good. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Let me pray for you, okay? Is that all right? Yes, sir. All right, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our brother. He wants to just rest in you, Lord. I mean, not everything's perfect, but Lord, you can not only make all things work together for good, but have purpose in everything you allow. So in those allowances, we pray that there be a glimmer, a glimpse of the wisdom, of the grace, of the mercy and understanding that come from you. And in the meantime, you would just fill his mouth with praise and put his heart afire with this, the joy that comes from you in your presence. We ask you to bless our brother, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So be it, amen. Amen, so be it, amen. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. All Have right. a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. 
All right. We are rolling today. We even had people sending in emails on the answers, and uh, see, now you got everything going. All right. So uh, I'm going to have to teach a little bit of uh, – uh, I, I have to teach. I can't not – I can't undo this because oh, we're having such a good time. You can't do that. Okay, so I'm going to teach it and just go with it, and you'll see what it is. Before we get there, though, we are going to do our history, which I almost forgot about completely, which I bet uh, Dynamite probably forgot about, too. <laughs> Did you forget, too? I forgot. All right, uh, let's do a history sound. Go ahead and do that. Let's go All right. Uh, I do not know why this is, and nobody can really explain this to me, but today is cookbook launch day. I can only think, surmise, that that's got something to do with Thanksgiving six, seven, eight weeks away. I mean, I can't really figure that out at all. Uh, it is also pulled pork day. And if you want to talk to me about a great barbecue sandwich, pulled pork barbecue sandwich, I am there for you. I am there for you. Uh, 1892 Pledge of Allegiance is uh, first recited by students in the United States Public Schools. Uh, here, this is one a lot of people don't know. We have actually talked about this before. The first non-religious record is recorded on this day in 1901. And do we know what it is? The answer is Three Blind Mice. The song, the rhyme, Three Blind Mice, which, by the way, if people will just consider some of our nursery rhymes, just tells you how depraved we are. Three blind mice, three blind mice. See how they run, see how they run. They all chase after the farmer's wife, who, who goes after them with a butcher's knife. What, what are we teaching people? <laughs> that just seems fractured. <laughs> Something doesn't seem right there. In 1999, on this day, the world population hit six billion. Billion with a B. Thank you very much. Okay, all right. We're gonna do this teaching. You you know you can't uh, you can't have teachers with itching ears. That does not work. Luke twenty four. Uh, wait, I'm gonna do this one first. Second Chronicles twenty nine six through eight says this: For our fathers were unfaithful and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. They abandoned him, turned their faces away from the Lord's tabernacle, and turned their Backs on him. They also clo closed the doors of the vestibule, extinguished the lamps, and did not burn incense, and did not offer burnt offerings in the holy place of the God of Israel. Therefore, the wrath of the Lord was on Judah and Jerusalem, and he made them an object of, listen to this, terror, horror, and hissing. Ooh, jeez. As you can see with your own eyes. Oh, jeez, hissing. S wow. That doesn't come in many translations, does it? Here's what the children of Israel had done. Now, this is not to say that everybody's doing this. So just for that, but it is also to say that it does not mean that it cannot be done. In other words, there's times where people just like, uh, whatever. Today, Christianity is going to be an add-on. You know, it's like you can't do that, right? Here's what the Lord was mad about. And I want you to see this. And some of you are going to dislike this. And this is really funny coming from somebody who got burned in a church, but it's still nonetheless important. Here's what they did. They did evil in the sight of the Lord. How did they do evil? They abandoned him, which means that they, they did their day, they did their life without considering God. That's what abandonment is, right? Everybody knows that, you know, you left the baby at the fire station. kind of. It's like you abandoned him. You can't leave the Lord. You can't leave the Lord mentally, emotionally, psychologically. You can't leave. 
Listen to this. They turned their faces away from the Lord's tabernacle. A lot of people justify not participating in fellowship or in a specific church or in some kind of form of connection because the, the answer is what? Because, well, there's so many hypocrites. Dave, there's so many hypocrites in the church. And you know the classic saying, right? Well, what's one more? In other words, the idea is that God wants us to participate. And you think, well, I can't get to a fellowship that's exceedingly different than turning your face away. Now, there's people that are in ministry. I'm not kidding you. I kid you not. I happen to know this for a fact. There are people in ministry who don't like the church. Yeah, you're in the wrong business because God loves the church. Yep, the church is a mess. Yep, the church does a lot of things dumb. Yep, the church says a lot of stupid things and acts a lot of stupid ways. But it's God's church. It's his mess. It's his bride. And there needs to be a little bit more of a respect for that which the Lord has established. So uh, even though, and if you love your church, I, you know you're, you're me, I love that you love your church. But don't be dissing on other churches because they do something different, because they, you know, they, they dress differently or they have different times. Don't do stuff like that. That's just, just, just lame. Let's not do that. So the first is they abandoned him. Next, they turned their faces away from him. And then it says they turned their backs on him. So this is a whole other level. This is turning your back on God as though the Lord and you are looking at one another and you turn your direction 180 degrees. It's not even backsliding. It's, it's, it's worse because it's purposeful at the moment. It's not a slow slide. It's a turn. And everybody knows what that means when you have the politicians and then police will stand up and they'll turn their backs to them. It's a sign of disrespect. So he doesn't want people to be unfaithful. He doesn't want people to abandon. He doesn't want people to turn their faces away from them. He doesn't want people to turn their backs on him. Because if you do, this is what the Lord says, because if you're doing this, uh, there's wrath coming. And you think, oh, well, I know, but this is the Old Testament. Sure. And this is not going to be, most likely it's not going to be some kind of eternal uh, damnation because you will repent and get it straight and so on and so forth. But if you fully turn your back, the question is, did you ever believe? It's like, probably not. But remember, it's not once saved, always saved. It's do you keep believing what you originally believed? Well, then you're still saved. I mean, that's – but you can't abandon the Lord. And you can't wake up during the day and go, uh, maybe I'll be a Christian today. There is none of that. That's why the DNA is so important. Spend time with God every day. Do you do it perfectly? No. But you're going to do it because abandoning him leaves you in a very bad place. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There is this pursuit in people to find happiness, and we've just been revving up and going through the one person who had the capacity, who had the resources to do whatever he wanted to do in order to find happiness. We find out that as Solomon, who writes the book of Ecclesiastes, tells us, he tells us all these different things that he tries. What he's seeking to do is find what is uh, something that drives men, what is something Something that drives women? What is something that drives children, people, humanity to just keep going when everything seems vain and everything, everything seems meaningless or everything seems frustrating? 
And so he goes through, because his resources are unlimited, if you'll keep that in mind, he goes through a whole litany of things. He goes through searching in through knowledge and wisdom. Talks about that in Ecclesiastes 1, 12 through 14. Finds out that's not the answer. He does it in partying and drinking wine. I lived in Temecula, wine country, part of wine country in California. Solomon had more wine than these people could ever dream of. He talks about that in Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 3. He talks about building a house, personal accomplishments, doing a garden. He had artistic works involved. Everything you can imagine Solomon was doing. I mean, he was doing it all. He's creating gardens. He had amassed a ton of wealth. He had high levels of entertainment. He had male and female singers. The guy had more sex than any person could ever even imagine. And he had superiority and control. And he gets to Ecclesiastes 2. And when he gets to Ecclesiastes 2, 10, and 11, he says, When I surveyed all that my hands had done and had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. He could not reach the level of satisfaction that he was searching for. That was his conclusion. He poured resources, he did this, did a lot of stuff. So he gives two hints, two declarations, I should say, not really hints, to help us understand what is the answer to pursuing happiness. Ready? Here it is. This is I, I'm telling you, this is the biblical answer. There's no other. Here it is. Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26a. A person can do nothing better than to eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their toil. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. The answer, Solomon said, is God has to give it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. I know there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is a gift from God. And if you can't shout Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your last trivia question, true or false. So you don't have to go very far for this. It's a one out of two. <laughs> it's true or false, okay? It's either one or the other, okay? All right. The angels who came to rescue Lot and his family from Sodom spent the night in the town square. Is that true or false? Hmm. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an Email david at he must increase dot org. Two things I want to say up and coming. First of all, Joy Ann and Cordelia get the pow pow. Very nice. And then number two, I want to pray for Lewis and his wife. She's not feeling well, so let's pray for them real fast. Father, we come before you right now. We lift, lift up Lewis' wife to you, and we just ask in the name of Jesus that you would bring healing power into her body, physically touch her, strengthen her, 
raise her up. We we are looking forward, Lord, to when we can pray these prayers and just say, bam, that person was touched by God. We want that, Lord. We long for that. And so we ask you to touch her and let her have that testimony that you touched her. We lift our brother up to you as he's praying for his wife and their situation. We pray your grace and your blessing in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so here's the final trivia question that we got our last teach, and I got one of the funniest things that we've ever done. I'm not kidding. Uh, true or false, the angels who came to rescue Lot and his family uh, from Sodom spent the night in the town square. Is that true or false? Okay. <laughs> Dynamite. Dynamite's starting to pick out. You're starting to catch on this, aren't you? I don't know. All right. Now, this, folks, now, do not... Do not get offended when we do these jokes. If this kind of jokes offend you, I have a great piece of advice. Change the channel. <laughs> okay, because we're not going to stop doing them. Uh, but I find it outrageously hilarious, so you can bear with me in some of this, okay? All right, here you go. This is part of the photo. Somebody's calling in. Saving everybody. Saving everybody just under the gun. Oh, that's good. That's good right there. Somebody saving everybody else. Uh, getting ready to answer the trivia question on the angels who came to rescue Lot and his family. You all should consider yourself very lucky. I might even have to wait till tomorrow to do I this. Have to wait Ooh, we'll tomorrow see. To uh, ready? Let's send them on through. Let's send, send them on through. through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you? Well, <laughs> seems that there's a lot of us that aren't feeling well today. So, but I'm I'm not um, terribly ill. I'm just a little bit a little, so, a little bit my down. My body's just not wanting to work quite the way it's supposed to. I I feel that. I hear that. And and I want to pray for you as well before we're done, because uh, I want to just pray that the Lord gives you a refreshment in your body, if that's okay. But you got to answer. Oh yeah, that'd be fine. But you got to answer Thank the trivia. You. You're welcome. You got to answer the trivia first, though. So get ready. In the is it true or false? The angels who came to rescue Lot and his family from Sodom spent the night in the town square. Is that true or false? I. That's false. You are correct, Mary. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I wished I hadn't missed everything you said about Ecclesiastes. I, I missed some of that, but um, that's okay. See, that's all right. That was right, though. See, they were in the town square, and it was it was it was actually Lot who got them to spend the time at their house, and then the people tried to pull yes, them out of the that's house. That's right. It was in Lot's house. That's right. They, they went to his house and spent the night at the house. Yes, exactly right. Hey, I want to pray over you real quickly for your health. Can I do that? Well, thank you. Let's, yes. let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up Mary. She's just a precious sister. She's like a mom to many of us. And we just ask you to bless her. We ask you to touch her physically by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you have the power to strengthen a body. And we ask you to strengthen her body and let her feel a refreshment that comes from you. I know cold, flu, different things, they bring a body down, but Lord, you can bring anybody down. You can bring them up. And we ask you to bring her up in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm glad you're better today. Is it your ankle? You had that swelling in your ankle. Yeah, everything, everything's A-OK today, and I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> it's A-OK today, yeah. and I'm just hoping just it's better so tomorrow. <laughs> you know, when we get over something, yeah, that's right. It's a yep. blessing from the Lord when you feel better. Yep. And I probably feel better tomorrow, and I thank you, okay? All right. Thanks, Mary. God bless you. All righty, thank you. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. So we love hearing from Mary because now you got to now you're gonna have to wait on the on the jokey stuff. People are like, that was like supposed to be the best joke ever. Yeah. Okay. Gives you a reason to tune in tomorrow. <laughs> I wish I could say that was a planned tease, but it wasn't. <laughs> so I'm just telling you. All right. Here's this last thing though. This is really good. And I only got like five minutes, so I want to at least get this in. So uh, here it is. This is called Where Is He? Okay, I love stuff like this. This is the kind of stuff where I read it in scripture, and I, I, you should see my my Bible looks like a coloring book, and I am not kidding. I have a hundred colored pen pencils, and I use them to mark, and I use like twenty at a at a read. Here's what it says. Okay, this is Luke twenty thirty two through thirty five. They said to each other, "Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us?" the scriptures. Then they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. They found the 11 and those who were with them gathered together, saying, the Lord has indeed risen and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. So there's so many, so many good things in this. So let me just say this, and I'm going to be Kind of be careful about this. This is not about having tacos with extra Tabasco sauce. But there are times when you are talking with people who are Christians and there are truths that are spoken or there are times where you're engaging in spiritual uh, elements and you can, it's almost like burning within you like, oh, this is right. It's kind of like when you read the Bible and you notice, if you ever notice from time to time, sometimes the words jump off the page and they like, Bam! They smack you in the head. You're like, whoa! It's like, you know, you know that the Lord is communicating with you, that he's teaching you. Well, this is what happened to these guys. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road when he opened up the scriptures? And that's what happens. If something takes place inside of us where the word of God is, is in a sense, affirming our faith, burning into us the truth of it all. And that's why we can't go. That's why you can't turn away. That's why you can't say no. Because you know inside you, no, this is, it's real. doesn't matter what the world throws up there. And then look, so they came back and they, they rose the same hour and they went to Jerusalem. So they had to tell people what had happened. The 11 who had gathered them said, oh, look, the Lord indeed has risen and uh, he appeared to Simon. So like, said, yeah, well, guess what? He appeared to us too. It's not a competition or anything. They told them what happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Now, see, the story that gets missed is Jesus was speaking truth and it was burning into them. But you know when Jesus showed up where they could tell it was Jesus? In the fellowship, in the breaking of the bread. Like, boom, there he is. Wait, wait a second. We were just breaking bread. There's Jesus. What? 
He's known to us in many ways. But I want to say this as, as a Christian to other brothers and sisters, not the least of which is when we gather. People try and say, well, you have to go to church because you know it says this or it says this. Oh, my goodness. This, this Christians are it's, it's so legalistic. It's unbelievable. You want to go to church because there's more of God there. It's just, it's just so simple. It's like if, again, if I'll just, I, I can't do it any other. If I have an ounce of God, and Dynamite D has an ounce of God, and Jennifer has an ounce of God, and Don has an ounce of God, that's four ounces of God when everybody gets together. It's like, this, that's math. It's like, okay, can't change that. And so where is he? He's in the midst. When two or more are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. This is what he's communicating to us, that, that his presence, his manifested presence, not just his universal presence, his universal presence is everywhere. That's part of the Godhood. He's everywhere, knows everything that's going on. But there's a manifested presence where the Lord shows up. And you go, ooh. And that counts, too, because that's a part of him communicating with his creation. So it's in fellowship. And it's, sometimes that can be church. Sometimes it can be a goofy radio show. <laughs> sometimes it could just be two people talking or praying. Sometimes it can be a husband and wife talking in bed. Just show, that, that doesn't matter. When he is at the center, things open up and you begin to see. And you know what you see? You see him. Now, how cool is that? Okay? All right. All right, we're done for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.